Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cinemondo and tons of cool people. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Lara, Melanie, Catherine, Elizabeth, Harsha, yay! All right, so we, we are going to do an all-female panel about how was 2022 movie scene. So I'm going to have everyone introduce themselves, and then we'll just take off from there and talk about what we thought about 2022 and beyond. It, we, we might derail it. Who knows? <laughs> we might. Mm -hmm. It just might happen. It might happen. Crazy things happen when there's many people here. Okay, let's start. Let's just go clockwise. Lara, kick it off. Oh, hi. I'm Lara. <laughs> I am a guest on Cinemanjo fairly frequently uh, and a few other podcasts like Thor's Tower of Thunder. And I am I live in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Um, I'm Melanie and I have a YouTube channel called uh, Pardesi Reviews. I also have a podcast on Korean dramas that Catherine <laughs> is a member of as well. Great. But we met through Indian cinema. Um, and recently I um, got introduced to Kathy through a viewer and we've been doing some um, collaborations together. So really glad awesome. to be here today. Great. Catherine. You also have a cute haircut. <laughs> I know. See, she knows. <laughs> and I guess Harsha. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm Harsha with uh, Catherine. I have a podcast called Polindinipati, which is about Malayalam cinema only, but uh, been a life, you know, I am Indian, so lifelong viewer of all Indian cinema. Um, yeah, and general cinema fan. Nice. Um, and I live in Houston, Texas. Hi, guys. Um, so uh, my name is Elizabeth. I am a um, contributor, I guess you could say, to Bloody Good Horror, frequent guest of the podcast. Um, I come on here as often as I can. I miss you guys. And I um, was so stoked when Kathy asked me to join today. I was excited you could, because I know you're a busy woman. It's rare. It's like a Sunday. Well, I do have a client after this, but I'm so happy to be here. I really am so glad to see you guys. And then Catherine. Well, I've pretty much been introduced by Melanie and Harsh. <laughs> um, I live in southwestern Ontario. I'm the, you know, token Canadian here. Um, and But I also write a blog called totallyfilmy.com. Yes. Oh, excellent. So everybody's pretty familiar with, you know, we're all obsessed with films, you know, different genres. Like I was introduced to Indian film relatively recently, like within the past year, I've been kind of ramping up and Melanie's become my new guru. She basically is introducing me to the older cool RSK and all that, that fun stuff that I wasn't sure where to start. So it's been really fun. And um, I always liken it to whenever I, when I discovered Indian films, it was like opening a treasure. Like I didn't know this existed mm -hmm. and, you know, I just didn't, I just, I don't know what I assumed. It just didn't occur to me. Just like, when you're seeing all this publicity about, you know, RRR and everyone's like the first Indian film to actually capture Western's attention is because no one realized how freaking awesome they are. So yeah. I'm glad that it broke through because then it'll get attention for other Indian films. Like, you know, how I discovered it, you know, Bahubali. I mean, Bahubali is one of my oh, introductions. So I think everyone seems to be there for one of the first films. So good. And, yeah. uh, it's just so glossy and, and beautiful mm -hmm. and you could tell the filmmaker loved film. And so that's what kind of kicked it off for me. And, um, you know, as, as far as the 2022, I think, you know, RRR was uh, a huge leap 
in yeah. my uh, mm -hmm. Indian film appreciation. So with that in mind, so what are, we're just gonna kick it off right away. We're not gonna make people wait, but what are some of your favorite films of 2022 and then why do they uh, appeal to you and affect you? And we'll start with Melanie. So viewers of my channel will know that I review films of basically the five kind of biggest languages. So that's um, Hindi, Tamil, Telugu, Malayalam, and Kannada. No, I don't speak any of those languages. We rely on English subtitles. But I'm lucky to live in a town near Chicago that has those films play in theaters here so that I can see them usually, um, you know, on a theatrical release. Although this year in Hindi, some of my, you know, some of the films that are notable in Hindi really just came straight to streaming through um, Netflix. So, um, uh, we've already mentioned RRR. That was one of the bigger films of the year for me. And it was kind of a disappointing year in Hindi film. But like, I don't know how some of the other watchers feel about it. But I'm looking forward to Patan, which is kind of kicking off 2023 with a big new SRK movie. The same um, director as War, which was a big, you know, film from a few years back. And it just feels like finally a big... Hindi film, the big fun Hindi film. So not only in Hindi films, but there was a Pakistani film called The Legend of Malajat. I don't know if anybody else was able to see that. You know, Kale's done. To. Oh my god! You know super my trials trying to go to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, super, super violent. Like there's a beheading on screen. Like I'm, don't bring your three year old. But oh my god, that was an amazing film to watch in the okay. theater. Um, and it stars Fawad Khan, who has appeared in Bollywood films, but with the uh, tensions between Pakistan and India, has not been in a Bollywood film for some time. And it was like, interesting. Oh, he's back yeah. on the screen. So, um, and uh, I wanted to highlight a smaller Tamil film called Gargi. Um, the director was Gautam Ramachandran, but it had a female cinematographer, Shreyanti, um, and her partner, Prem. And it starts Sai Pallavi, who viewers of my channel know, I, I'm a huge fan of this actress. She kind of crosses different industries, started in Malayalam, she's done Tamil films, she's done Telugu films. She is incredible. So it's, you know, she here's this female-focused film. It's about a difficult subject about child sexual abuse and there's sort of a mystery element uh, who done it um but it also has her sporting actress kali venkat who is this uh, you know he he's been a cop he's been a supporting character in so many other films but he plays her kind of uh beginning lawyer kind of trying to help her out and he was absolutely delightful as well so i just wanted to highlight a smaller film that Great. um was really kind of special and it's on streaming now for you to catch up with that one i think every actor plays a cop at some point just have to so well just, cops just are, and indian films are almost kind of like the superheroes right like <laughs> uh you know or the criminals i can't decide which or the, i know it's <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of everything, but, but um, yeah, I mean, but especially he's been, I've seen him as a supporting character, like I said, that particular actor and a lot of smaller parts, and it was nice to see him get a little chance to shine cool. in a bigger role. Um, but Saeed Pallavi, 
she's amazing. She's right, amazing. I'll look for so, her. All right. Um, Harsha, you, oh, did you, what did you see this year? So, um, so I actually, once you guys suggested this panel is when I started. So we, we, because we do this podcast, I was heavily focused on Malayalam cinema this year. Um, and I was, I'm typically, I watch across languages, uh, just like Melanie does, but uh, I was really focused on Malayalam cinema. I also got married, so uh, time was limited in the past year. So, so, uh, so Hindi and Malayalam tended to be most of my makeup, but I am trying my very best to catch up on 2020 films in Tamil and Telugu and uh, Marathi and Bengali, which, which are all the languages that I watch in. Um, and so this year, my favorites were, I'm going to start from my home language, Malayalam, um, and it's Buddha Kalam, and it is an excellent, excellent film um, about a mother and a son uh, sort of trapped psychologically, at least, in a home uh, where they're dealing with uh, the death of... Uh, very recently, the grandmother, the mother's mother, and uh, and prior to that, uh, the the dad of the household, so the the mother's husband, the da- uh, son's dad, and um, they're in this very toxic relationship, but uh, where you know the mom doesn't want to let him go, and he, he resents her for that. Um, and we uh, we have talked about it this this film in our podcast uh, coming up uh, in one of our episodes. Um, but uh, they, then they start to experience a haunting. So yes, there's this very, very toxic parent, uh, parent-child relationship, but there's also a haunting. And, uh, and it is uh, it starts the line between, is this psychological or is this genuinely demonic haunting? And so that. absolutely recommend it. Um, it is available. Uh, Catherine will know which platform it's available on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot, Catherine. It's on- I, I, I do think it's on something like Sony Live or Z. Yes, so it's, it's one, one of the of- more okay. niche um, mm. Indian streamers it's on one of the indian platforms i watched it on a not super uh legal (laughs) site i'll edit that Uh, (laughs) Uh, you mean purely legal subscription service that you okay uh And and the second one I'm (laughs) great. Uh, The second one I'm going to recommend is Kala, uh, which was released on Netflix, um, and it was it's directed by Anmita Dutt, um, and it has the extremely charming Tripti Dimri in the lead role. Um, It's about a singer in um, in the time where India is transitioning from colonial rule to uh, independence, and she is she is she has has this uh, mother who is uh, mother and father who come from uh, uh, classical uh, music traditions in, from Kashmir, um, and she, she her mother does not feel that she's worthy of this legacy. So she kind of takes in this other young man who, uh, who she sees as as the future of this tradition, um, and. It, 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 once again, it's about an, a toxic parent-child relationship. I'm so, sensing it's a theme. A theme. It's a theme, <laughs> and uh, beautifully shot. I, I'm yeah. the, uh, yeah. 
that has she's kind of known for that. She's kind of known for uh, a really rich uh, uh, colors in her films. And um, because this is set in Kashmir, there's a lot of things that happen mm-hmm. in snow. Um, and uh, my partner, who doesn't usually watch uh, uh, Indian films with me, was really like, oh, my God, these costumes are beautiful. These are not costumes I've seen in um, Indian films, partly because we don't uh, they don't depict often Kashmiri people um, mm. because, you know, Kashmir is kind of a geopolitical hotspot oh. in Indian um, culture or Indian uh, geopolitics. So, yeah, highly recommend this, uh, how this relationship unwinds and she kind of makes it to stardom as a singer. Um, And finally, I'll recommend a rom-com called Tara versus Bilal. Uh, It is also on Netflix and it it was such a delight to watch it. Uh, It is uh, about a young bride who ends up in the UK and um, she's she's being scammed by the man who marries her. Um, Mm. And so he abandons Mm. her, takes all her money and um, this... Um, British Indian, uh, British Asian man uh, offers to uh, pretend to be her fiance for uh, various uh, legal and personal reasons. And, and, and um, yeah, it's a very like contract relationship uh, to real romance. Uh, love it. Bro. Love it. Yeah, I love it too. Like, I romance too. Novel like yeah, it's so good. It's a really <laughs> ideal film. And Harshvardhan Rana is gorgeous. He's a gorgeous man, and he he needs his flowers uh, in in lead roles. So, yeah. All right, and then let's go to okay, Lara. It looks like your internet's cooperating, so we'll jump to you real quick. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so we watched oh so many films this year. Just getting back into Indian films, I grew up watching them, not loving them because it's a four-hour movie. <laughs> Every single film. And when you're young and growing up, that's not really what you want to watch. Especially when you don't know the language. Um, But my mother is um, from Trinidad. So we used to some half Indian. It's great. Broad spectrums. Half Indian, half Italian. (laughs) A lot of great food. Very exotic. Um, Didn't didn't watch them for a very long time. um, But spent summers in the hot going into the ice cold theater in princess Town, three four hours long <laughs> this movie um so i've probably we've probably seen some of the more uh broader movies that were available mm-hmm. to us here yeah. in the states um so one of my favorites i think so far that we've we've seen i loved brahmastra i mean you can't it was so cute like not love i mean it was so adorable <laughs> so sweet it was so good um, <laughs> one of the few we got to see the theater here <laughs> I know, right yeah i mean and then we we saw rrr um we saw big um, spectacles obviously we saw kgf chapter two your um, drum's still then, recovering from that one. Oh my god <laughs> yes but i also really liked kentara thought it was fantastic i didn't think i was gonna like it at all but i really see it it. in the theater did you see it streaming i saw it streaming um i think i've only seen maybe two films in the theater this year kentara was one that just imagine the forest soundscape was Uh, incredible in the theater so that's so great 
Um, and I think they, they may have had to cut something that uh song or something that they had to cut That's for right. the, the streaming. Don't get but... me started, Melanie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Catherine, no. Controversy. <laughs> no, there was there was a bit of a controversy about um one of the songs right at the end of the film and um a band called um Taikodum Bridge, which is a Malalam band, had a song out a few years back and the songs are very similar and the way the the Video, the videos were shot are very similar. Um, the case ended up being thrown out on um, oh. not not they just didn't they, they the, the two judges said that they weren't in the right court to deal with it. Oh. Mm. So that's kind of where it ended. Interesting. So, so yeah, they just it had it. it had some issues. Uh, but at least they they at least took a, a move in the film to change it. I guess. Well, I think one, once the court case was struck, the song went back in. So. Oh, it went back in. I wonder which yeah. version I saw. Because I saw the, the original song and then I saw the film and I'm not sure if I saw If them. you saw it in theaters, you would have seen the original. Mm -hmm. okay. If you okay. saw it on Amazon Prime when it just mm -hmm. went up, right. you would have seen the original and then they shifted it and then they shifted it back. Oh. That so, troubles me and I feel like there's yeah. a future of that happening with more streaming yeah. thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's one I, argument I think against everything now I, having this like secondary location of streaming. Yeah, I think and there was an out of court settlement. Um, oh, was that's, there? That's, that's the rumor I've heard that there was an out of court settlement. And there was another song, Singata City, which has two, uh, sort of, I'm, I'm not a music expert. I, I, there are bits of it that sound a lot like the a song oh. Absara Ali from, uh, by Atul Ajay um, from a Marathi film. And uh, it's, it's a big hit uh, song in Marathi and I, it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, yeah. And I, I definitely heard the similarity, but only after somebody pointed out Varaharupam and Navarasam, you definitely heard the oh, uh, similarities yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a little bit of controversies with the songs, mm -hmm. but yeah, beautiful. No, oh, every time they were in the forest, I was like, this is gorgeous. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, and I actually didn't like the film, but I did think it was gorgeous. It is. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. here, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough for me. That sometimes. seems to be like the theme, yeah. right? Like all of these films, you don't have to, you don't, you may not like them, but man, the, the like. imagery and the, you know, production and the costuming, yeah. like it's, that's almost what makes the movie more yeah. like enthralling, right? Mm -hmm. I it's almost in an old fashioned sense, like going to to live the like to see Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like a more event yeah. and like immersive type of thing than just mm -hmm. I made this from my point of view to put in front of your face. And you know what I mean? Like there's a very like no matter who you are as a fan, almost like fan service-y quality that I really enjoy, mm -hmm. I guess as a genre fan, you, yeah. they, it's just very yeah. well-worn tropes that are like really inhabited in a way that feels very comfortable to the viewer, which yeah. I, I, uh, is a really cool place to exist in cinema, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see. Okay, we, we went back to Lara because our internet was back up. <laughs> So we'll Yay. go down to Elizabeth and uh, see what you have to say about some 22 films. Um, so um, being heavily involved with Bloody Good Horror, um, I have a pretty 
Mm, one note kind of viewing list for the year and have just for other projects wrapped up top 10 list. Um, and I have a four-year-old daughter that keeps me very busy. So <laughs> I didn't have time to really assemble a secondary list with non-genre, non-horror films. But um, like KGF, my first Indian franchise, um, I think it's the first review I did for Cinemondo that I it was it's like we, yeah. we launched wow. you with KG I know <laughs> poor thing wow yeah. it was I was I mean, like it was an event it was a spectacle I still this like, is amazing um everybody's like oh these films I feel like I just like turned over a rock and there's like a ruby like it's like I just feel like why is anybody going to another movie in this theater right now and I know they were looking at me like what is this white girl doing in this movie right now? And like, I was just like having a blast. Like, this is amazing. So that's a franchise I think that's just always going to hold a really, really special place um, in my heart. And that's one that I'm so glad does get theater play. And I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, and it's very, very hit or miss. Like ones that you would absolutely imagine would run in several theaters here don't often make it like mm -hmm. it's been surprising to me and like who do you talk to at a theater about that? I don't know but like we have a pretty prominent Indian population in and around Memphis so um I would love to see you know just more diverse selection of films um in our area to anybody listening that can do anything about that <laughs> um obviously rrr and it's so great to see indian cinema in a meaningful way breakthrough to western audiences so it's really cool to be a part of a project that celebrates indian and world cinema and to see that happen like in real time and things go viral that it's like now it is a shared experience with like you know, people that I know listen to me about other movies, like, see, like, this also is very cool. And you, you may be missing out on something. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, like, as an advocate for diversity in cinema, it's just been a really cool year to see some things make a splash that, like, um, definitely deserve to. And um, it's cool to have it, like, create a language around film that it now feels shared with, you know, fellow critics, audiences. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Like it feels, it feels fresh in a way that like it already felt so different and so immersive. And now it's like looking through even a different lens of this kind of worldwide acceptance that you feel like you were like, found a band first or something and you're like, I've been living <laughs> under them since, you know, there is. And now I don't feel like a lunatic, like begging my partner to watch RRR, which we still need to do. It is sort of an issue <laughs> of carving the time out sometimes. The, the timing. <laughs> but um, I do, um, I do have to celebrate to just to represent uh, the horror community and culture. Ty West had the most amazing year. I don't know if we have horror fans here besides myself and Lara and Kathy. So um, but he's a director I followed since sort of the beginning of his artistic career and have always really, if not loved, appreciated everything he's done and tried to do. Um, he is one of my favorite directors, so overall. And when I heard he was doing the, what's going to be a trilogy, uh, with Mia Goth as his apparent muse. I am so here for it. I need them to stay as a team forever and ever. Um, and I just, I have to say on some platform that I so appreciate his ability to draw complicated and often dislikable female characters and then fully flesh them out 
in a way in which it feels like it gives them as much weight as a Julia Roberts in a romantic comedy. Mm. It's so, it's very refreshing. It's not something we get to see play out on screens very often. And it was so well done that like, I'm so excited for Maxine, the next entry in the trilogy. So those are my notes. Oh, and I did see the menu last night too. Anybody, any genre fan needs to see that. I saw it too late to make my list, but it would have been up there. I liked the menu, but it was a lot more lightweight than I thought it was going to be. See, I didn't know what to expect because I tried to avoid any and everything about it. So in the moments where they wanted you to be like, oh, my God, like I totally was. So like, I feel like it kind of got me. Yeah. If you're not a horror fan, you can still appreciate the menu. It's still totally. It's not not too, too, too disgusting. And Ray Fine. He's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have a childhood crush from Wuthering Heights on him. (laughs) So, Catherine, what do, what do you have to say about 22? <laughs> um, I'm a bit like Melanie. I watch, I generally watch all over the place. I don't particularly have access to theaters, um, except this year, the Malayalam community was working very hard to get their films into our local cinemas. And for some reason in southwestern Ontario, we have this thing going on where people have decided to attack cinemas that show Tamil particularly Tamil, but they also went after the Malayalam language films this year. So the chains just said, no, not dealing with this. So that's been unfortunate because I did have the chance finally to see a few films in theater, Mm. but mostly I'm relying on streaming. I did get to, and one that I I actually drove into Toronto to see, I went to see it at the Tiff Bell Lightbox, was um, a Tamil film called Pony and Selvan. It's the first, the first part, another part coming, directed by Mani Ratnam. Mm -hmm. It's, um, this is Ratnam's dream project, and it's based on a beloved classic novel in Tamil literature. So there was a lot of excitement in the Tamil community to see this work adapted on screen. Um, It is a, I'm going to call it a period drama. The characters are historical characters, but very little was known about them. And this book kind of posited um, a story about them. And it's essentially a political succession story and all of these characters that are involved in what's going to happen. Um, It's during the time of the Sola dynasty in South India. Um, It, this film is epic and glorious Mm -hmm. and beautiful they made a massive effort to research costumes. And it's like, there, there isn't much photographic or you know image detail on this. So one of the things they did was there were drawings in the book and it's like a massive seven volume tome. It's like wow. a huge thing. Um, this, it stars some of like the biggest names in Tunnel Cinema. Yeah. It also draws um, people from other industries. There are some right. Malayalam Mal- Mal- stars who are in the film. Ashwarya um, Rai from uh, yeah. Hindi cinema. Yeah, and it is, I loved it. Like, I was so happy that I got to see it on screen. Because I had also read the book and loved the book. So I was, I was like, oh, that's you know, just as excited as, as, you know, the Tamil people who loved this book as well. So that was really, I, I loved this film. Um, it, I don't think it, I think it ended up overshadowed a little bit by RRR and all the attention to it. And I don't think it's the type of film that would would appeal to the same audience looking for those things. So not necessarily something I would say, if you loved RRR, try this, but I do think it's like wonderful. It's on Amazon prime right now. Um, Another film I saw, which it, 
people aren't going to have a lot of access to, but I'm going to say, please look for this. I, I review a lot of festival films. Mm. Um, so it, it's a film called Mutaya. It's a Telugu language film directed by Bhaskar Maria. Um, and it's been on the festival circuit. And from what I hear, um, they're looking to get a release coming sometime in 2023. But it's a really, really charming little film about a 70-year-old man who dreams of acting in movies before he dies. And then the whole film is how he tries to achieve that dream. It's really funny and really lovely. And I just like, I, I wanted to see it again and again. So I'm hoping it will end up, you know, in theaters and then on streaming. Wow. Um, I'm going to not talk about a lot of the Malayalam language films that either Harsha has mentioned or that we talked with when we spoke with Melanie, because there were a lot there. This was an amazing year for Malayalam language yeah. cinema. Um, what I hear is part of that is because of the backlog, because of the pandemic. So things yeah. Yeah. slow down. But people were trying to make favorites lists and were going, I have 40 to 50 films and they're all fabulous. What do I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and you, you should mention, Catherine made a point of trying to see all of the films released in Malayalam in 2022. Like, I, I, like, I can't even. Like, it was so many movies. Yeah, wow. what, what I could between the theater and on streaming. And so I'm picking up a couple here that were in theaters right at the end of the year and didn't get into people's lists unless they saw them in the theater. Um, so the first one is a film called Sodi Velika, written by Tarun Murti. And it's about a court case that's brought against an older woman. You'll hear, hear a theme here because I really love films with older adults in them. So it's about a, a case brought against an older woman for hitting a boy in their neighborhood community. And it arises out of a conflict between neighbors. She has a conflict going on with another man in the community. Um, and he provokes the family to file a case against her. Mm. And um, it goes to court and it takes like years and years and years. And as it goes on, witnesses have moved away, witnesses have died. And this woman comes to every, every time she has to appear in court, she shows up, even if the witnesses don't, they have to reschedule things. Um, it's a very moving film. It's really heartbreaking. It is slow and people complain about that, but the pacing is to get you to think about how long this process yeah. is. Um, and it's about an incident that actually could have been resolved within this community, but the pettiness of this one man pushes everybody to go to these kind of extremes. But in the end, it's also a film about compassion and forgiveness. Um, the, it's, the, the ending is really, I won't spoil it, but it's really lovely. And the boy who is hit is now a young man preparing to go to the Gulf. And it's sort of in the end how he and this woman work things out. Wow. Lovely film. And then there's Mukundan Oni Associates, which I'm told did not do well in theaters. Oh. And it did appear on streaming last week. It was very quick. And it's a shame if that's true, because... This is the most twisty film I have ever seen. It's directed by Abhinav Sundar Nayak. It starts, stars Vineet Srinivasan um, as Mukundan Uni, who is a lawyer. Hmm. 
Um, and he's literally an ambulance chaser. <laughs> um, he is, there is no gray in this character. He's completely black. He wants to succeed and make money at any cost. And this is quite interesting because I, I went doing some searching and there, there have been these things documented in India where these networks of doctors, hospitals, police, lawyers, and they set it all up and they go after accident victims yeah. um and they they people who can't afford to pay for their hospital care so they arrange with the insurance companies and they it's a whole system but it's it's completely fraudulent but the people get their hospital care paid for and this is a man who decides that he's going to be successful doing this and he will do anything to be successful it's actually a particularly clever bit of casting too, because Vinit Srinivasan is, he's very well known in the Malayalam industry. He's a singer, he's an actor, a writer, a director. Um, there, was a, a, there was a director's round table where both he, because he directed a film this year and his director were on it. And what he said was, I don't know how he sleeps at night mm. because I couldn't make a film like this. He, he commented that he likes to make feel-good films, which is what his film this year was. Um, and he said, at least as an actor, I could leave the character behind and go home. But how does he live with creating this whole movie? Because it's very twisty. Mm -hmm. um, but well worth it. There, there are a lot of little Easter eggs, if you know My Little Cinema, but that won't detract from the... Um, what you you will get something else out of it. It's very funny. It's very black. Um, and uh, trying to remember where it's streaming. I think it's on Hotstar, which would be Hulu in the states. Um, I I have a little because you know Hotstar is owned by the Mouse Channel, and I have a little quibble with them. And <laughs> apparently, there's everyone little, does. <laughs> there's a little segment in the interval. Because the film does, I, I don't even know where to begin because it's got all these little references. It does the little things. It switches to um, like graphic images. And there's a little thing at the interval where, you know, it's like they, they do a countdown and it's quite funny. And they and they cut that out of the streaming. Mm, but why? So it's like, it's like I know, I, because I guess the interval, it, interval is meant to be for the theaters. Oh. So, but yeah. when people do clever, people build in a clever moment at the interval. It's such yeah. a shame to lose yeah. it. Yeah. So, but I American audiences don't get it. <laughs> well, that's very well, much like cutting the um, post-credit scene that some people yeah. purposefully stay for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Right. Well, they have the intervals when I've seen uh, the a lot of Indian films in theaters. I say a lot, probably like eight this this year. But they have the interval. But they just go right to the movie. There's no interval. Like you see That's it come happened. up and then they just start again. Yeah. There is no break. When you're in yeah, and it's like, please give it. me my interval. <laughs> it's like I really wow. could use a pee break right about now. Yeah. Yeah. Experience both. Yeah. Well, my, local, my, my local I, theater has started showing the interval, started having an, a real intermission. And mm -hmm. I went to see um, a couple of Tamil films this week. And the manager was the one that, you know, took my ticket. And I, I mean, he didn't look like an employee, didn't have the polo shirt. And I said, I said, are you one of the managers? And I said, I have to tell you how much I appreciate that you're having the intermission, the interval for Indian oh, films. And nice. I said, it's awesome. And it really is. And, and now, you know, I'm going to make a point of choosing that theater because, 
yeah, these movies are long. Like, we need an intermission in these Marvel movies. Like, give me a break. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, you know, and 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 it's break. also, it's yeah. also, um, I mean, it, it, they're built into the structure mm -hmm. of the films yeah. to have a moment yeah. to say to your neighbor, "What was yeah. that? What did you think happened in that part?" And like it, it, you know, they're and an exclamation point. There's that they're purposely putting it in there that you have a break, that you have a moment to yeah. kind of regroup. And then and then come back to it. So besides just being able to have a bath bathroom break or run and get some more popcorn or whatever, but stand up. Um, so I'm I'm, yeah. I'm old enough that I remember going to movies as a kid, and we would get intervals. Yeah, right. And you need Gone to get the your, your ice cream, you your ice cream, and your popcorn break. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's like a theater intermission, right? You you yes. got right. that mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes to like get up go to the bathroom but not feel like you're rushed to miss something everyone knew mm -hmm. you were coming back and i'm like yeah right. this is all movies over yeah mm -hmm. limit? Oh, 90 minutes no, 90 minutes, <laughs> 90 yeah. minutes. <laughs> right Right. And I guess there's no way. 90 minutes. <laughs> exactly 90 minutes. I guess there's no way to find that film with the intermission in it somewhere. I mean the interval in in it anywhere. I mean unless you're seeing a hulu where it's edited um, I guess you can't because I, I want to see it now. I want to see just that part. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna see the um, whole thing because it reminded me of Better Call Saul. Somebody I, actually I uploaded it in the uh, Malayalam film Reddit. Oh, okay. So we could actually see it. That's what I know what it's it's like. Somebody oh, and oh, I went just that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and funny. I was like, that's like, how really, is. really, <laughs> you did that? Come on, it'll be viral. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet though that they did that. Yeah. Oh my god. Those that sounds like an amazing film. We did a trailer reaction to that and it looked really cool. A lot of stylistic flourishes that I just love. So oh, I it is yes, that. so meticulously made. Mm, it looked amazing and he just great. Uh, um, so can I go ahead. Can I go back to uh, Catherine mentioning uh Punyan Selvin um and and you know comparing mm -hmm. it to RRR and I I do feel like it's been grouped in with uh some of the because yeah. it they're all South Indian films it's been grouped in yeah. with uh, and and the mega budgets uh yeah. but money read them especially at, at, um as a director he does this uh, in most films he says you got to do your homework before you go watch the, my movies yeah. but especially in Punyan Selvan I had not read the book like Catherine yeah. um you know yeah like, I hadn't read it either yeah she, uh so but I had gone through Wikipedia and like memorized like oh this is how this person is connected to this person just like you know you would do with while watching Game of Thrones or anything like that except instead yeah. of going on the fan wiki you go on you yeah. go on uh, actual uh, Wikipedia to look at the <laughs> historical um uh, relationships between people which I did yes <laughs> and and, and, he, and I still was a little bit lost so Me too. So mm -hmm. I, it was really helpful to watch it again um, at home while being able to, you know, switch back and forth yeah. between uh, the relationships between the characters. And uh, I think he's very uh, unapologetic about it, that you got to know these these uh, relationships before you come in. It's it's almost the opposite of fan service. <laughs> it's it's like this. I'm making this for myself and for yeah. you know the people in my group who who know this story very well and um you know i'm so happy there's you know that it, it there's this th there's both sides of that coin yeah totally. yeah my Ragnam is probably my favorite indian film director and i agree oh, with you like i i struggled a little bit with this film because 
I hadn't read the book and it was interesting. My audience, it was definitely all ages, but tending towards an older audience. This was one that yeah. grandma and grandpa wanted to come with the family to see because they remembered this uh, book being serialized in a magazine, you know, in their childhood, like it is, a, it's, it was a huge novel and I didn't read it ahead. And I also was a little bit lost. It's a movie that I need to see again because the first time you see it, you're just kind of like you say, who, how is this person connected to this person? And wait, who's fighting with who? And yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of, maybe it, it could have been a great extended mini series. I mean, yeah. I am appreciative yeah. of it being in this grand theater scope, but yeah. as a story, since it is so sprawling, since it is so big, he had to hit certain highlights of the book that I think favorite scenes that people wanted to see, but that meant that it wasn't necessary. It was it left for a newbie like me a little bit confusing. So, and I think also it, it, because it's part one, it, it does, you know, I mean, it has an, a complete ending, but it's sort of like fellowship of the rings, right? Like it's like, it's only part one, right? You're not going to get the full payoff of, all the setup until the second part of the story when the second part of the film comes out. And I will say that some of the marketing, I won't say it was deceptive, but I think it had people a little bit confused because they relied on Aishwarya Rai and um, Vikram very heavily for it. Mm -hmm. And then people went in and said, why is Karthi the main character? And it's like, yeah. yeah. well, <laughs> he's the main character in the book. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I asked my husband how he felt. And he said, yeah, I was a little muddled at first, but once I sorted out who was who, I was fine. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was whispering in his ear like this, this, this. But, yeah. but for me, it was very much, um, oh, look at this scene is from the book. And it it's like it was in the book. And it's so Aww. good. So I think you're right. I think it takes another viewing. It does take work to engage with it. But I loved it. And it also, like, it, if you just leaned into it, like, it was a very enjoyable, easy film to watch. It wasn't like, you know, a, with Game of Thrones 2, it was very talky, and there were a lot of names being thrown out. But I feel like this one was very, like, cinematic. There was a lot of action. There was a lot of humor, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like, oh, God, I don't understand. It's so boring. It's like, I was still, like, intrigued and wanting to keep watching it, even if I wasn't sure exactly motivations or, like, the uh, correlation of characters or what was happening in the big picture. Um, but I still did watch Melanie's yeah. review and some other reviews and read the wiki to, <laughs> to understand. Yeah. But I did lean into it and enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, Carty, I think, did exceptionally well. And so he really, good. like you said, he's the main character. And for me, he carried the movie both with swashbuckling and humor and uh, just awesome. the whole thing. He was awesome. <laughs> and we got to, I mean, I think a lot of the, the Aishwarya Rai Vikram promotion was also <laughs> because uh, we had seen them in Ravanan 10 yep. years ago yep. and their chemistry was stunning. And, mm -hmm. and I, I have, I really, we should, you should, anybody who loved, uh, you saw that one scene, but we're the only scene with uh, the two of them in Ponyan yep. Selvan needs to go back and watch their, um, 
them in Ravanan because yes, it's the same thing of um, they're on opposing sides, and but there there's this attraction that they're negotiating, mm -hmm. um, it, it, and it's also a money retina film, obviously. Uh, exactly. Yes, stunning. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. that's a, that was a great that's a great suggestion that everyone should see that. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it in the big screen, but I did get to see it a couple times, mm -hmm. you know, streaming because, like you said, streaming. you watch it, then you watch it again, and then read all the wikis and you figure it out. Um, <laughs> So, so, um, what I did. <laughs> so I'll just throw out, you guys mentioned a lot of films that, that were on my list. And the only thing I'll throw yeah. out that I think doesn't really get talked about, but for some reason, I just loved this movie. I don't know if it just hit me at the right time. I don't know if it was, it was a rainy day and I was just in the vibe or something, but I just loved Kumon. I thought that was oh. such a great, perfectly Hitchcockian thriller that i think is the closest i've seen because everybody tries to do hitchcock everybody tries to do it and it's always like yeah, yeah, yeah you get it you get it this one actually had me surprised i was like i couldn't figure out what was going to happen next it had the most unique like soundtrack i loved asif ali and he was so he's so he's so adorable even when he's being terrible which yeah. he was <laughs> he was a terrible person and but you're still like he just has those the the motivation you're still on his side even though he's doing terrible things like these these big schemes to get back at people um that end up turning inside out because now he has no allies <laughs> he really actually needs them that's what happens <laughs> to you but it was actually really moody and i thought it was a really nice thriller and um i just watched it and was just like wow you just it just blew me away i it's a it's a little film you know it just it, it was really intelligently written ending was a little bit Brian De Palma versus Hitchcock yeah. at that point, it kind of got what, you know, just got a little bit odd, but I still was like, you know, you did a good job really hit nailing that Hitchcock. So I just want to throw it out because I thought that was a really, really ambitious attempt at doing something kind of epic. And, and how much do I love that you've mentioned Asif Ali? Because most people who go into <sighs> Malayan cinema will hit Mamuti, Mohanlal, Prince Viraj, Tavira Thomas. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> okay. yeah. well now i'm a huge fan i'm asking him like it's awesome and then i'm instantly loving him i don't care what he's doing he's like oh he's, he's so good you know he's so reliably great you know just so yeah. underplayed in so many ways but i mean he's not like the big flashy you know a lot of these actors who are the super handsome you know but he's he's always in there always solid and he, he's sort of an everyman i think in a way so i really i really love that film so but this has been amazing. This is like an hour. We didn't get to any other questions, but this was such a great in-depth conversation, I think, of 22. I thought we were just going to zip on past those, like, yeah, whatever, 22. But it turned out to be great. And, you know, I'm a beginner at all this. I don't know how to pronounce things. I, I don't know a lot of the ins and outs, but I love discovering and learning, and I'm getting better and better. And I'm dragging Elizabeth and Lara with me the whole time. <laughs> Oh we're all still so learning. willingly <laughs> yeah yeah willingly. we're coming <laughs> and uh, for horror fans it's not 22 but Toombot is this is incredible yeah oh yeah. yeah just cannot miss i just want to throw mm -hmm. it out because i love horror and, and elizabeth brought that up but that is just a great epic folk horror tale yes I absolutely yeah. absolutely Loved I need to see it. um so uh i we can talk a quick moment about whether we think RRR will win the Oscar as our big finale. <laughs> we could, we have like, you know, about an hour or so. I think we can get, we can get that in there. But what do you guys? I know a lot of people don't really know about the Oscars. Uh, I mean, you know what they are, but I think people don't understand how it works. But basically, right. 
there's like <laughs> yeah. 10,000 people in the that are in the Oscar Academy technically right. in the Academy. Right. And so they're all either nominees or people that were that are in the business or other people who are kind of brought in because they weren't diverse enough basically. So they they lowered <laughs> yeah. they had like yeah. a, a broader standard for bringing people right. into the academy. There's a, there was an African American woman who was uh, head of the board of governors of the academy, and it was her mission over the last several years to invite more people of color and a more diverse um, academy. So exactly. there's still, I think, only maybe 20 people in the Indian film industry that are academy members. It's a very sn oh, small wow. number. It's a very small change. number. You I know, think that's about to change. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, people like A.R. Rahman, who won an Oscar for the music of um, Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. So, um, you know, are, there have been past uh, nominees like Lagan, but that's many, many years ago. So RRR is not the official, yeah. they, now, they don't say foreign language film. It's the international film, non-English film. So those, there's 80 countries that nominate one film to be their nom right. nominee. And they did, India did not pick RRR. And there's also a documentary, I think, uh, or a the elephant from yeah. Whispers. Yeah. yeah, the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And all that breathes as well in, in long, in feature documentary. Right. I'm going so, to say cello show because we need to say cello show. Yes, 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 yes. Because when people say, um, that you know the academy sort of not announced the 15 countries that were mm -hmm. on the short list. Uh, they didn't put the films. They said India, and everyone was like, "R R R R," and it's like, no, yeah, they didn't not. nominate it. And um, the sad thing about Cello Show is it was a festival film. It ended up on Netflix in India, but a lot of people hadn't seen it. it. I have seen yeah. it. I've reviewed it for the Austin uh, Indie Meme Festival. It's a gorgeous film it's really lovely it's it's a well-deserved nomination it's well suited to that category right um i'm yeah. not sure it will make the final five i've been sort of batting that around in my head yeah um i would love to see that because i love the film yeah. Yeah, and what's happening now yeah. is RRR is taking up all the oxygen in the room like no one's right. talking about you know that film because you know, it's this big breakthrough, and they're promoting the hell out of it. Yep. I mean, oh, they're yeah. just yeah. everywhere. I would actually like to see the case study get gets written about that because mm -hmm. um, I I think it's fascinating what they have managed to do with it. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, years ago, India sent a Malayalam film, Aramanti um, Makanabu, mm -hmm. to it. And the problem is they sent, they sent it and they put no support behind it. Right. And the filmmaker had literally very little money to promote it and it didn't go anywhere. He made a film about that experience. And nice. it's, not a, it's not a great film, but it's <laughs> a heartbreaking look at what happens when you don't put the money behind yes. it and the promotions right. behind it. So, right. like, yeah. you know, kudos to the folks doing that promotion because mm -hmm. you, you can yeah. see what they've yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, like the, I mean, like Korea's film *Parasite*, that people mm -hmm. were stunned one couple yeah. years ago. Well, there was there's a woman I think she lives in L.A. that was one of the producers of the film. She invested heavily in the campaign, mm -hmm. bringing the mm -hmm. filmmaker, bringing the stars, yeah. because it is a campaign. It's like the equivalent yeah. of a political campaign. Mm -hmm. yeah. To yeah. there's all sorts of screenings for Academy members. Yeah. 
and you have to be there to do Q&A. You have yeah. to decide that you're really going to spend the money. You know, I mean, we've seen the for your consideration ads. Okay, well, that's yeah. just the beginning. It, yeah. The beginning is just the print ads. It's also showing up and being there. So, for instance, the Golden Globes was mm -hmm. last week, and NTR, Ramcharan, Rajamuli were all there. Um, as well as, um, you know, the songwriter that it won uh, Best Song, which there was kind of a stunned moment in, in the room. I loved it. Because <laughs> you know, everybody, there was a Rihanna song, there was yes. a Taylor Swift song. Like everybody's mm -hmm. expecting one of the normal, you know, the regular people to win. And then uh, just the joy at the, the RRR table was it. so fun to see. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they, they were really... Uh, they've really been working it and you have to be present. You have to be here. You have yeah. to put in the time. So what are the real realistic chances? So some of the other awards that are coming up are guild awards. And that's how Oscar watchers yeah. look to see. But the problem is like, I don't know that for instance, Roger Mooley is a member of the Hollywood directors guild, right? Mm, yeah. Or the producers guild or the right, mm -hmm. you know, the writers <laughs> guild or the yeah. screen actors guild. So they might, those are, might not even be eligible for some of those, which is what an Academy voter kind of sits down and looks mm -hmm. at, um, you know, I mean, the rules are film has to have played in certain metropolitan areas and theaters. Okay, RRR did that, right? So, yep. it, 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 yep. it, but, you know, Covered. there's all these other rules. So then yeah. people are looking at all these eligible films. However, so some of these, there's only five slots. Will Rajamuli get a director slot? I don't know. But best picture, there are 10 slots and yes. all, all Academy members can and it's also a very complicated ranked ordering system so it might not be everyone's number one but it might be in yeah. people's you know top list and so it might bubble up and make it in the ten, the 10th one of the 10 slots yeah. and i think the best shot might actually be for best song yeah. um it's one yeah. for golden globes Yes, everybody talks about, oh, the lyrics aren't as beautiful as this song or that song in Indian cinema. I'm like, okay, people, I know that. But it's I want to see them performing on that Oscar stage. Live, that scene okay? blew me away when I saw I was right. just like, what? I mean, it's not even about what it's about. It's about it's the, the highlight entire, of the entire like, vibe film to me. It. it is the oh, highlight funny. of the entire film. Totally. And is. to see, because I've seen many Ram Charan and NTR films, I know they're both such good dancers and what was interesting at this um they did an interview for variety a uh, big trade publication um in hollywood and they said the hardest thing was synchronizing their styles because their oh, dancing yeah. styles are so different and Roger Mooley wanted them to be in sync like you know to look the same and that was the hardest part but it was also one of the most joyful scenes ntr said it was his favorite scene to film they were in ukraine they're actually the backdrop of that song is the president's uh, zelensky's uh, residence so okay. whether i don't know if it still looks like that right now oh, i know but um incredible was filmed in that part was filmed in ukraine so it's right. so such a joyful song and i would just love to see it performed live and what an impact that could have billions of people watch the Oscar ceremony. Like it will, it, just the fact that they could be on the red carpet. Be huge. Uh, <laughs> and, and they are, 
could give such a bigger um, oh, we lost, could give such a bigger stage for Indian cinema. So I'm hoping it gets at least one nomination. You know, we can argue, does it deserve to be uh, voted in as the best picture of all 2022? I don't know. I haven't seen all the other films. But, like, I would just like it to be invited to the party. Let's just, let's exactly. just put it that way. And, you know, it gets to carry Oscar nominee. Just being a nominee, yeah. like, technically the awards are just part of the marketing. Because what it does, it gives a second life to film. So you get to use the marketing Oscar yeah. nominee. And if you see that, you in your head, you're kind of like, Oscar winner. It must be good. So even if it doesn't yeah. win, it still gets to carry the bragging rights of being nominated. So that even if it's the song, it can just say, RR was Oscar nominated. That's all. You don't need to say what it's for. I don't know, but hopefully right. it'll say Oscar winner too. You never know. I mean, you know, and Oscar winner, I don't always yeah, think the best know. films necessarily the best films. I mean, a lot no. of the winners, you know, I mean, Spielberg, you know, he's done a million films and a lot, not, they're not all on nominated, you know, and the, that's the only one I right. think could be the biggest threat because this is like his most personal film. It's got a lot of goodwill. It's about the industry, which they love, yeah. you know, so it might be that, but it might be a wild card. I mean, because this is getting so much publicity, everyone's talking about it. I mean, it really is like a, if you're, if you're paying attention, like with Parasite, it kind of catches fire with just the, you know, just in general. So then all of yeah. the people voting are thinking, oh, I should put my vote behind this one. I mean, and the, the initial, I, I belong to the television academy and it's kind of similar where you make an initial vote and it like narrows down the field. Then you do a second vote for the actual nominees. So you're, it, if it got past that initial like narrowing down, then it's got a really good shot. So I'm, right. I'm optimistic because this thing, like you said, it may not be best picture, but it might win something else. And then it happened to go right. Globe for Spielberg won best director but he didn't necessarily right. win. So you just never know what's going to happen with these crazy awards. But. Right. And I, and I do feel like in the past, there used to be sweeps of like one particular film would win a whole bunch of yes. awards, you know, like Titanic or something like that. It would just be like a juggernaut that, and now I sort of feel like Academy voters like to spread the wealth. Well, I'm going to yeah. honor this film by voting for this person as right. best actor. And this wasn't my best picture, but this performance for best actress, I, I want to highlight that one. So I, I feel like they kind of spread the wealth. Mm -hmm. And and so that could also be in RRR's favorite. So And we'll the interesting part is, too, like editors vote for editors, actors yes. vote for actors, directors vote for directors. Yep. So it's not like all 10,000 people are voting. It's broken into categories even from that. So. Mm -hmm. You know, there might be directors might be nominating it for Best Picture because it realizes what a huge achievement RR is considering oh, the budget and, you know, where it was filmed and what they did. So, you know, you, did, you just never know. You yes, never, never or it might know. be everybody wants to kiss Spielberg's ass and they're just going to vote for his movie. That's how it goes down to that point. I also would like to point out that this is the 95th, I think, 95th Oscars. Only seven women have ever been nominated for Best Director. Come on. Yeah. Only three yeah. have won. This is not yeah. good. Right, and the director's okay. guild, it was all five men that are up for the director's guild, and that's typically an indication, not always one-to-one -one for the the um, best directing Oscar nominees, yeah. but it's a pretty good indicator, and so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're hoping for better treatment <laughs> in the future, yeah. but, you know, apparently women involved director uh, projects have plummeted in the past two or three years, so I'm hoping that's <laughs> pandemic-related, I don't know, but at this point, say like hire more directors, and when female directors are involved, more females are, more women are 
employed below the line. So right. you get right. more people and all of the jobs are, are, you know, staffed by women. So, you know, we need to support that more. Yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. so this was amazing. I, we're all going to be crossing our fingers when those nominations come out. <laughs> you never know. Um, but we're definitely going to do this again because we had all these other great questions. I think that'll be uh, really good conversation starters. Like I really do want to hear more about what everyone's experience is being a film critic in this space. You know, the fan space and the review space, um, a question that was handed to us. Um, I really want to hear about that. I think that'll be very interesting to hear everyone's experience in that. So we will we will definitely reconvene for another one of these for sure. And hopefully even more people, who knows? <laughs> But uh, Kathy, I really appreciate that you had this idea and you pulled this together really quickly. And it was wonderful you. to be thank able you. to talk with all yeah. these ladies, meet some new, some new women. I mentioned to Melanie that when, when she approached me with the idea, I was like, I had been watching all of these year end round tables yeah. and, and was saying to myself, why isn't there one with just the women? So Same. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah thank and, uh, you kathy thanks and thanks really for the invite yeah thank you guys for coming because i i do that's one of the things i've been trying to do is, and that's why i got lara and elizabeth involved too is we start doing these girls editions of review because you you have to call attention to the fact that it's just women yeah. because otherwise it's all men or a man yeah. and a woman you know it's always right. one or the other so i'm definitely interested in doing more of this so i hope you guys can join me next time Great. Yeah, Wonderful. Thank you. See you guys later. Stay on for a second after we sign off. I want to talk to you guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.